Sundown Digital Fantasy Football Podcast, where we tackle all things fantasy football that I, Gary Gibson, love. Now today we're going to tackle my favorite dynasty football league. It is the Footballics Anonymous. I'm sitting here with the defending champ and creator of the Steven Plus graph value system, Steven Alonich. And on my left, I'm sitting next to undisputed third place king <laughs> and trivia master, Logan Murata. How's everyone doing today? Doing well. It's an honor to get that third place title. Yes. I've always said that bronze is just a darker gold. You know, that, you don't want to get silver. That's beautiful. You can tell people you won the gold and just show them the medal. It's all about the hard work, people, yeah. not the place. Everyone remembers who finishes second. Wait, what? No one remembers who finishes third. That's good. We have a lot to talk about today. And honestly, I just want to kind of like break into the league here. Uh, now on the screen, you're going to see all of our starting lineups and just kind of see how we're doing. And I think that's a fun little touch. I'm not going to show you everybody because they're not here. And I'm not going to show them. <laughs> yeah, if you show up, so you get show our graph, three lineups? Yeah, we're going to show our three lineups so you know just how great we are. Okay. Number one, number three, possibly number four. <laughs> I love how honest you are that you're not second. Like you're not no, I'm definitely not second. It. I might be in the middle, but not in the middle of the league. In the middle of the couch. Steven, how do you feel about your chances winning this league next year? I know you're a humble man, and you never say that you're the best team, but what do you I'll, think? I'll be lucky to make the playoffs, man. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> feel pretty good about it. I mean, we're bringing back almost everyone from last year that, that helped lead us to a championship. We're adding some really strong rookie talent to this team. Uh, we added Miles Sanders for a little bit of a running back depth. Running back depth as hard as ever been this year because you have very few running backs who actually take on that uh, workhorse role. And I think Miles Sanders is actually going to get that three down role in Carolina. Might be an iffy offense, but just getting the role period is a big deal. Um, so I was happy for that trade. And uh, so I, I feel pretty good about my chances, but fantasy, town gets to the playoffs, luck is you a championship, but I can't predict luck. That's true. And for uh, everyone who doesn't know, Steven has the 101, the 102, and the 103. So he will be having Bijan, JSN, and Gibbs, most likely. Theoretically. Theoretically. Who knows who, knows who I take? It could yeah. be there's a, there's a strong case for maybe Jordan Addison sneaking up there into the third spot. But like Steven said, running back depth is extremely important because the NFL is moving away from the bell cow. There's very few teams that will do that. Uh, maybe the Steelers and the Falcons. But for the most part, there's going to be committees, so you really need to hit on that, like, stud running back. Logan, how are you feeling about your team? Because I know I say that you're the third-place team, but, and this, we'll be looking at this chart later, you have an extremely good squad that can take down the championship, and two years ago, you were pretty close to doing so. Yeah, it feels like every year I've got the chance, and I feel it, like I'm, like, I'm right there. Um... And then it comes playoff time, and there's always the end of the one bad game that knocks you out of the playoffs. My team's kind of hinging on the starting core, um, and particularly with Brees Hall being healthy, I think that's obviously the biggest thing is going to be having another elite running back. Uh, you know, we were talking about bell cow running backs and seeing that, like, Austin Eckler was asking for a trade before the season, yeah, maybe things like that. I was like, this is going to be where my, you know, the dominoes start to fall, my team kind of falls apart, but... You know, most of them are back. The core is back. Um, so I think it really hinges on players being healthy and that starting core performing. But uh, if all that, you know, comes to be true, then I think I'm right back in contention. Nice. What do you, what would you say your, like, percentage odds are of, like, winning the league? Because we know you'll, you will definitely make the playoffs unless crazy apocalyptic injuries, but. Yeah. 
What do you think? Uh, do you think that your team, your starting lineup, can compete against Steven and Jake? The, the Steven and Jake are the number one and number two teams. I mean, let's say we're doing like, you know, Vegas odds. Um, yeah. I'm going to say I'm like a plus like 600, plus 800, somewhere in that range. Okay. You know, like I'm probably third, fourth on the list there. Gotcha. So like if I bet $20 on you and you won, I would make $10. No, no, you make more than that. You make, okay. you know, you yeah, make a, a good amount, well. but um, yeah, you're you're not gonna make bank. You're not betting on like, <laughs> you know, the bottom. You're not betting on like the Raiders to win the title or anything like gotcha. that. I'm not the Raiders. You're, you're not the Raiders. I more, more the Bills. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a great comparison because you have elite talent, but for some reason, things just aren't clicking. Yeah, and just that playoff hump. You know, that playoff. the playoffs are always the one. It's a one and done process and. You know, just haven't had that luck each week in the playoffs. So everyone's focusing on Chiefs, Bengals, and the Bills are like, "Hey, yeah, what we're still that? here." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay, well, going into this year, then how are you? We'll stick with you, Logan. How are you feeling about the draft? Because we heard about Steven's draft picks; they're going to be pretty good. How are you feeling about this draft? I know you made some moves. I don't think you have any first left. Yeah. In, in recent years, since I've kind of been in win now mode. Um, a lot of my early draft capital has gone towards players, you know, like Travis Kelsey. Um, I flipped the first that we traded for Michael Pittman. Um, so just kind of bolstering my roster with those early round picks has kind of been my move. And those picks anyways were gonna be later round picks. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's kind of fared well for me. Um, but when it comes to the draft, um, you know, my strategy is always finding those diamonds in the rough, third, fourth, fifth round. Um, and I've had some consistency with that. Like, you know, guys like, Ramondre Stevenson, or I think DK, I ended up getting maybe in the third. Um, so just finding guys that, you know, fall a little bit, um, that's always my strategy. And I think there there will be a couple players like that this year in the in the rookie draft. And we, we won't have him reveal his secrets because yeah. that wouldn't be fair. Because the people watching this are probably going to be the people in our league. But Is that one of the questions on this? Literally, Stephen, what are your secrets? <laughs> I deleted that question. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to know Stephen's secrets because... Um, some might not know this, but he is kind of my dynasty football sensei in a way, because I really didn't know much about the dynasty community. And he really like, he pulled me up by my bootstraps, you know? I had the, the potential, but. No, Steven and I would say the same too, because I was a long time just um, redraft player. And then Steven invited me to be into the, and invited me to the dynasty league. And, um, you know, I fell in love with it. Just having, and if you guys haven't tried, I know most of this is gonna be our league mates, but if other people are watching, like if you haven't tried Dynasty, it really adds an extra element of like team management. Yeah. And it's not just one and done. So it's like, you know, if your team's tanking, it's like, hey, I got the first round pick next year to look forward to. Like you're always playing for something. And I think that's what make, makes Dynasty so fun, so. I've never been more excited to like play pan to play fantasy football than I did when I started joining Dyna uh, this Dynasty League. Like, I'm literally wearing a Joe Burrow jersey because of this Dynasty League because I was able to pick up Joe Burrow in, like, uh, like a veteran kind of uh, expansion draft, expansion yeah. draft yeah. which was great. And so, like, I now, like, I'm a Broncos fan. So is Logan. Yeah. But uh, we've been through some pain ever since uh, Peyton left. We've needed something to cheer for besides the Denver Broncos. And, you know, Logan, he's a diehard Denver fan. But for me, I'm a little flaky when it comes to sports teams. So it's fun to pick a player. And Dynasty really gives you that avenue to start cheering for more players than a team. But, you know, no shade of the people who cheer for their teams. Um, Steven, I know we said that you had the 101, the 102, the 103. 
but you also have a ton of draft value this season. So I just want to talk to you and kind of like see how you're feeling about the either these like late round firsts or all these like seconds and thirds and stuff that you have. So I was I'm a huge fan of Bajan, always been since his freshman year at Texas, and uh, I plan for this year. We're going back a couple of seasons. Try to dream for these picks. And I was just like, I don't know who's gonna finish, who's gonna finish last, but I'm just gonna increase my odds by getting like half of the first round capital. And I feel great about the top three picks. I think that's about as good as I can ask for. Uh, the back half of this draft, I didn't say back half. Literally after Addison, I don't feel great about. <laughs> so yeah. pick Everyone five after, down. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you have a ton of running backs who went into committee issues. Uh, they're second stringer now, and you're hoping, just say hoping, but they're gonna be. Uh, reliant on an injury or someone kind of lose their starting role and you're taking a shot in the dark I feel like if you go get Tank Bigsby what are you hoping for yeah you you're hoping ETN gets hurt or he you know, it was like a, he feels like a Jamal Williams last year kind of yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah and uh, a lot of those guys everyone was really big on a couple of seasons ago or even last year and now we're all kind of backing out which is a very common practice in Dynasty I mean right now the 2024 draft's getting hyped up yeah. It is very possible we're right back here again in the year. We're like, eh, it's not that great. 2025, though. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. There's always so, a couple, like, yeah. generational talent players where you're like, okay, sure. you know, you got Bijan or, like... Marvin Harrison Jr. next yeah, year. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but do you remember everyone basically saying, like, 2023, golden ticket. Get as many firsts as possible. Yeah. But it, basically what they're... Yeah, and you did that. <laughs> but also, all those good players are in the top three. Like, the, actually, the rest of this draft, unless they prove to us that they are way more elite than they are, 2023 isn't an amazing draft. I liked last year's draft better than this one. And they yeah. might, because, like, I'm looking at the 2019 draft board now, because I heard Logan say, yeah, Metcalf in the third, and I was like, there's no way that was a third-round pick. Yeah. Does it, there was. Can you because, see it on there? Yeah, there was, because everyone at the time was saying that Metcalf can't run rounds. He's just an athletic guy with no actual football skills, and he's shown otherwise for the most part. A.J. Brown taking a third round that year. Again, a guy that didn't have a lot of hype coming out of, this, out of school. Um, J.J. Arcadia Whiteside had a ton of hype. Yeah. I don't think he's in the league anymore. He's not on if any he's, team like, I've ever drafted. <laughs> Even though this draft looks bad, there might be some pretty sneaky guys that go late. It's just a matter of doing your homework and hoping that you kind of hit that lottery ticket. Yeah, because, I mean, like, for me last year, I got pretty lucky with, like, getting him on Ross St. Brown in the second round. Mm -hmm. And that, granted, that's not the third, but also Kadarius Tony was in the third last year. I made some mistakes and dropped them to the waivers. That's my B. I'm still learning here. But there's definitely the, going to be those gems. And the second and third, there's probably only going to be one player like in that group. That's going to be good. It's very rare. So I think that's usually why I try to avoid like getting all those and then mostly using those to like move up to the first. But you never know, people. Take your shots. Look at your guys. And like Steven said, there's a ton of running backs in this year's draft. They're going to be backups. But they're probably gonna get, you're gonna be building for the future here. Like you're gonna be like hoping that these are gonna be like two or three years, these guys are gonna pop off. So who knows what's gonna happen. And I'm not gonna pretend our league is a uh, top tier full of the most foremost experts in fantasy football. But Mark we're... Andrews won the 11th. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like Mark That's Andrews crazy. didn't have a ton of hype and right. Jake got him the, the last pick of the draft and stashed him and yeah. he became an okay tight end. Yeah. Just, Just okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to give George too many credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this draft is going to be very interesting for me because I think last year was my first draft. No, last year was my second draft. Mm -hmm. But this is the first draft that it's going to be kind of like, oh, I don't necessarily know how many people or how many players in this draft that I'm super excited about. And that's 
So my first draft, I was horrible. I could probably pull up and find it, but I did not know the values of players. I drafted... Uh, Wasn't Jameis Winston Jameis really Winston pretty early, Cam Newton pretty early. Uh, Demarius Thomas, I think, was my first pick. Which he was good. good. Yeah. He was good, but there were picks behind him that I was like, uh, you probably should have gone with that guy. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. probably should have gone. He wasn't a rookie at the time. So I mean, he probably should have gone with someone who was younger. Um, so you learn. It took me a few. I'm still not a great drafter. I'm a much better trader than drafter. That's fair. And Steven has made some great trades. I would love to put those all up on the screen, but I'm not going to do that. It's all, uh, too many uh, trades. Yeah, <laughs> it's like 20 a year. So don't. Yeah. <laughs> so how who did you trade to get all these first-round picks? How did you get the 101 through 103, the 106, and the 109? Yeah, so I was going to say, before we, we start here, you were saying he has the 1, 2, and 3, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, how does this keep happening? Yeah. You're an Indian. I usually round. don't get early picks. Yeah. I trade for like three first every year, but they end up being like six, seven, eight every time. This is the first time they've actually kind of paid off. Um one one is Kyle, I think. He this one's a little wild. Last year at uh pick ten, he won really won that that pick. And it was Sky Moore for me. And I'm a Chiefs fan, so it was like I'm kind of being a homer here. I'm not going to take this, but we'll talk. Is that who you want? He said, no. I'm like, all right, I have a pick 12. You were pick 11. Mm-hmm. I was like, we'll talk at pick 12. We'll see if the guy's still there. Uh-huh. And walking out of that room, it clicked in my head. Like, after I made my pick, clicked in my head. I was like, wait. We do an in-person draft. That's important here. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a second. Garrett could just say, hey, what was that deal you offered? And just get it immediately and snipe me. And thank God he did it. But uh, I I was a few beers deep at that point. Just kind of enjoying the process yeah. of being there. And uh, so that's why I've learned to pay more attention to what's going on in the room. I probably went pale. Why? Like, oh, shit. He's just going to. Why isn't Kyle just ask Garrett? <laughs> yeah, for some reason, Kyle, why didn't you come talk to me? <laughs> I ended up. I really wanted James Cook, though. So that that was going to be yeah. uh, what I think the 201 or the 202. 201. Yeah. So 201. We have a 10 team league, so pick 11. Yeah. So, like, in my head, I wasn't thinking, I could turn this into the 101. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like I, I'm rebuilding. James Cook was something I was somebody else excited about. So I was like, I was dead set in just taking James Cook. And I don't think anyone expected it to be the one on one. Like weird stuff happens. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had an off year, and that's really why it happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kyle had uh, Kyler Murray and Travis Kelsey, and some pretty good other like blocks. So like and we were, Jonathan Taylor and Jonathan Taylor. So yeah, we were so. thinking he was going to be a playoff team. So and we were negotiating this deal. I'm like, oh, all right, Kyle, I'll do that twelve, and. He's like, all right, how about for Logan's first? And I was like, nah, I'd rather do yours. And I said, like, it's going to be, like, eight and six. Like, let's just do yours. And uh, generally, I thought it was going to be, like, eight and six. Yeah. And uh, the eight, I think, was correct. Yeah. The six ended up being one. So that was how I got one, one. Uh, one, two. I don't know if this is Ben or Dave. I get them mixed up. Which one's which? I think this is Ben at one, two. Uh, that one I got because I traded two first and early second for Alvin Kamara and Darren Waller, which absolutely backfired. But for me to include that third pick in the, or the second first in the deal, I was like, I'm gonna need a future first back so I can like not completely ruin the future of my team. And he gave me the future first because his team was good and it looked like it was gonna be his solid. Again, similar situation. Like it's probably gonna be like pick seven. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's pick two. <laughs> and then also for Alvin Kamara, I traded him to Gabe for 110 and a future first and included two pretty close return picks. Um, so the secret's getting Alvin Kamara. Just, yeah. Yeah, just, just get him and first. trade him for first. Yeah. Find a way to get him to fix up in a deal. So if you had Alvin Kamara, you were either using him to win your league or just trading him back and forth to get all the picks. Honestly, we can make some magic happen here if they listen to this. Stem has 110. Gabe has 
two three. It's a little close. But I say one ten for Alan Kamara. I would trade him two one three for Alan Kamara. Well, Gabe has him, so Gabe oh. has to trade him to, <laughs> to himself to Stem. Yeah, oh, Stem is the running back though. He has nine receivers he's keeping. He's taking a tenth at pick four. Yeah. So you could either draft a rookie running back or you could trade for him. At, would you ever trade the 109 for Alvin Kamara and then no. Alvin Kamara to stem for the 110? If everyone agreed that, <laughs> if everyone agreed, I'd do it for the holes. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, that's pretty impressive. What uh, The 106 was my pick. How did you end up with that? Was that? Mixon. That was a Mixon trade. So I had Jonathan Mixon. Jonathan. I had, Jonathan. Jo- I had Joe Mixon and ended up trading the 106 for Joe Mixon. But also for like the 107 last year, and I traded shots. up two picks. So yeah. I traded 107 for 105, and then I got a future first. Yeah, and then got a first this year for my second this year. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Which I don't know. You flipped Mixon to Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, and then I ended up getting oh, Jonathan yeah. Taylor out of that, which I much rather have. I had to deal with both of us. Like I'd rather have one six than Joe Mixon at this point, maybe. Yeah, and I got to find some value for Dalton Schultz, which is kind of nice. So I then traded away too. Which you ended up trading away. Yeah. That's the thing about like Dynasty is you're gonna get these assets that you're gonna love, but there's probably gonna be other people that love them, and you're gonna be able to swap some stuff. Like there are gonna be people that really love Alvin Kamara. There's gonna be homers like Ben who loves Eagles players. You might be able to trade for Patrick Mahomes for Miles Sanders. You know, like. And there are always gonna be things that we don't know are gonna happen. You know, like yeah, Joe Mixon. You know, they're legal troubles things like that mm-hmm. but he just signed his contract so he's gonna be the starter and he's probably the next two teams you yeah, know and he's gonna be a good player there are players we can look at like josh jacobs where it was like oh he's having the dynasty fall off he's done but then puts together a top 10 season it's and like he's now holding yeah. out maybe yeah yeah exactly so you never know what you're gonna get it's with any of these players and take your shots but if there's like anything i learned it is Sometimes you can pay up, but try not to do it with every trade because, like, you will start to lose assets. Like, the more assets you can keep, I think, the better. Because, like, right now, I have given all my firsts away. To me, I know me and Steven aren't going to agree on the 2025 first that I traded away. Mm-hmm. But to me, it is valuable for my team. And what's valuable to Steven's team is going to be a little bit different. But I do recommend, like, holding on to as many firsts as you can, especially if you are looking at your team and thinking like, okay, can I compete or am I rebuilding? And if you think you're going to be in the middle, just hold on to your first because... Or sell off. Or or sell. Don't yeah. get caught in the middle. Sell off. I mean, if you're in the middle, you have some pieces that are... One good example, like Cooper Cup. If you're in the middle of your Cooper Cup, send them to a contender. Yeah. Get yourself a first for next year and start the rebuild process. Don't let the rebuild process drag out for a couple more years. Yeah, because you do not want to be in fantasy purgatory. And that's kind of why I traded my first away, because I was like, I want to make my move now. Like, I have Jonathan Taylor. I have, uh, I ended up getting David Montgomery from Logan, yep. and I have DeAndre Swift. Like, Jonathan Taylor, high upside. David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, they have high upside, but they're definitely a little bit more risky. And so I'm shooting front window now. I have my receivers, and we're good. So hopefully, like, I would say I'm a top four team, and I'm, like, really shooting now. Steven... He's competing. He's getting his depth. He's got that. And then Logan, I think you're also in a win now window where you would be wanting to kind of trade off some pieces. I don't know if you're going to be trading away your 2025 first or like what your plans with that are. Or yeah, it's tough because like I was saying earlier, like I've been trading away those those top picks to to get you know big time players to try to win now. But gosh, it's great getting those like first round picks and you yeah. know, picking up talents like Bijan or you know whoever it is in the first round and. You know, just carrying them for years and years. So yeah, that does feel really good. And Stephen said something very wise to me the other day, and that was, mm-hmm. 
that picks do not score points. Oh, so yeah. if you are in the top of the league, maybe think about getting rid of those picks to get those assets because those will help you win. If you're trying to win. If you're trying to win. Yeah. But identify if you're trying to win. <laughs> picks don't score points the other way too. So if you're trying to lose, picks are great. Yeah. yeah. We just had a lot of feelings there. And now we're going to talk about some straight up hardcore facts. Now, I paid for the Steven Plus subscription, <laughs> and because of that, we will now be moving on to see uh, what I would consider some pretty like good information about the entire league. And I guess based on where you got your mm -hmm. stats and numbers, it could change a little bit if you put other numbers into sure. this model. But for the most part, I'd say that most lists are going to be pretty close yeah. with some maybe some outliers. So, Steven, I would like to talk to you about your Steven Plus like league value system and what do you got here i don't think you actually paid but you did give me two beers and that's yeah. that's enough for me and some chips yeah. uh so what i did was essentially i used dynasty league football's website to rank everyone's keepers we keep 15 in our league so everyone's 15 players where they rank um and take their averages so i took uh average all the way down so like who has the best two person average three person average all the way down to 15. And uh, we, it's kind of the results you'd expect. It's me and Jake, one and two, and very like 0.5 apart. On and you don't need a graph to see this. It's pretty obvious if you just yeah. look at their team. <laughs> yeah. Some insane teams. We'll put those teams side by side right now. And I did that through the entire league here. And then use that to kind of determine, all right, so this is probably about our ranking for the league. So if I'm targeting future first, you're probably trying to look at that eight, nine, 10 team and say, you're, unless things break the right way, you're probably going to be a top three pick next year. Yeah. No um, offense to those people. It's just, I mean, it, someone it has to be. Yeah. Someone has to be the 8 9 team. It's pretty normal. But then I extended that and put their uh, values for their keepers into a trade calculator, which we'll get to later. Got my feelings on that. <laughs> uh, and got their team values too. So, like, this is if, you know, someone bought the uh, Raiders for what, like several billion dollars or whatever it might be. Uh, this is what your team's value actually is. Yeah. Um, and I used that value, the player value, to create a prediction for what everyone's record is going to be next year. Um, so if someone has a 7,000 value versus 3,000 value, they're 70% likely to win their matchup. There's probably not actual science there, but both the fantasy points and numbers are completely, the calculators are completely made up anyway. Yeah. So why can't I make up some numbers? Um, <laughs> Did a heat chart to determine where everyone's players rank, whether that's 1 through 50, 51, 75, like high to 100, 101 plus. Um, that is a really cool yeah. And then ranked, like did a, uh, a stacking column chart on how everyone's lineups compare to each other. Um, completely unnecessary busy work that I did and, and time running was like raining out, I had nothing to do. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna spend like two hours putting this together. But that's the thing, when you get into a dynasty league, you really care yeah. about yeah. The, your league, the people in your league and their players. So like, you will start investing in time like this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you don't, you'll be- uh, Screwed. You'll be one of these three at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Just kidding, one of those guys has a title in the last two years. Yeah. I can't really, I can't really make fun of anybody. Um, Would yeah. you like to reveal what the breakdown is according to all your stats and hard work, like what the sure. like the rank one to the rank ten. So is you're this gonna be paid content or are we getting this for free? You're getting this for free this oh year. I, I mean I'd appreciate if someone wants to send me like a beer or something, that's fine. But uh, we'll put Steven's Venmo uh yeah. barcode in the bottom left corner if you want to send him something. Send me like a money for a McChicken or something. Yeah. Um so you think it for the 
the player rankings, keeper rankings, you think in like the records? Um, well, I just kind of want to first do a breakdown of what, like, how this league looks, like, 1 okay. through 10, like, with those okay. players, and then we can go break down some of, like, the players and kind of maybe, like, things that surprised you or things that you found that you really like. Because so, there is one statistic in here that I find hilarious, but we'll get that Okay. Later. Yeah. So, number one, two, you already said, yeah. me and Jake. Uh, number, do you want to give, like, a number three? Number three. We have Logan. Yeah. With an 85.1 average rating. Top player, Brees Hall, followed by Metcalf, Eckler, Diggs, Pittman. Um, bottom half being Jarek McKinnon, who's ranked 244th, but he's like 30 years old. But he caught seven touchdowns last year, and he's, I, I would assume, taking that same role in Kansas City this year. I feel like it's a sneaky good pick in Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, and then you have like Isaiah Hodgins, who could skyrocket if he had some really good weeks last year. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if he becomes a wide receiver one in New York, sitting pretty there one of seven slot receivers I will say when you trade like offered me Hodgins he's a player I've kind of been high on for a while and reading about like when Dable came over that when they drafted him there he was kind of a diamond in the rough and they brought him over to New York and wanted him to fill that same role and he showed out when he played so I'm really hoping he gets to get some PT this year and you have like Kareem Hunt who's ranked low but if he goes and signs with a team that he's a running back goes like shoot up yeah I was kind of like low-key prepping for Maybe him going to the Jets in case you know Brees is hurt on like very possible. Maybe handcuff. Um, and like Aaron Rodgers, not ranked high because he's a quarterback in his late thirties and we're a one quarterback league. Yeah. Um, so like the rankings can be a little bit um, skewed. Like Aaron Rodgers brings more value to your team than the hundred fifty third ranked player, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Number four, we have. It's messed up here, but it's actually Garrett. Yes. He uh, passed. Jordan for finding a typo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alec Pierce was ranked as a top 60 player. And after, yeah, and he's definitely not, so. And you trade Alec Pierce to Jordan, which is very funny. Which was kind of why I was mad that he was ranked so high. It was yeah. almost a spite thing, but then it ended up being true. So, fantastic. So, Garrett's team, top player is, uh, let's have a little guess. Who's Garrett's top player? Because that just surprises me. Let me think here. Um, I would think Jonathan Taylor, right? It is not. It's T. Higgins. Okay, to Garrett. I was going to say, that would be my next guess, but... For Brees Hall, and they're 8 and 9, which is fun. I think but, that, yeah, that trade specifically was really good for me and Logan's needs, because I was a brand new team, and wide receivers have a better shelf life, so I gave up the one-on-one for T. Higgins, because I had Joe Burrow, so that's stack. You love that correlation, and... T. Higgins is just, like, the epitome of, like, consistent wide receiver, too. Like, you know yeah. what you're getting, so... I exactly. do think that running back has more value in terms of, like, there are so few running backs who True. you can trust every year, every week, whereas there's a lot of receivers that you can be like, yeah, I feel fine. Yeah. Um, I also just didn't know the trajectory of my team and how fast yeah. that I would get to this number four mm-hmm. slot. So that's why, to me, Brees Hall didn't make a lot of sense because then by the time I'm a competing team, Brees Hall is like in year four or three. So that's yeah. all it's kind of And then JT's number two, or under team, yeah. Uh, yeah. 10 overall, uh, followed by Burrow, Judy you traded for, Swifter you traded for, Williams, Deontay Johnson. Uh, at the back end, you have some offspring here trying to flip for Traylon Burke straight up, which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Did not work, but shoot your shots, people. Shoot your shots. Um, you kept Jordan Love and Trey Lance on your team. Uh, that wasn't... Let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I did also have Kenny Pickett, which I think I spent a fourth on. Uh, but Trey Lance in my first year, I spent the 108 or 107 on. So You were living and dying by the Lance last year. I was like. living and dying by the Lance. And he still, have a chan- he still has a chance to be the 49ers quarterback. I mean, I don't know how long Purdy's going to last. Uh, they spent a lot of capital in Lance. And potentially he could just get traded to another team because the 49ers might want the, that value back. 
So um, I'm kind of just like, it's like stocks. It's like, you don't, you know, you don't get negative profit until you sell. So I'm holding, I'm holding on to him the same reason uh, Logan had Clyde Edwards O'Leary on his team for so long. And, uh, <laughs> and Jordan Love is just a super fun, like, gamble. Because no one knows how good he is. Uh, but the Packers have had like Hall of Fame quarterbacks back to back, and Jordan Love is kind of like falling into that same pattern. Where he's been playing behind Rodgers. We'll yeah. see what happens. And if Trubisky or not Trubisky, if Pickett's like in the draft at a good price, I'll just pick him back up. Who cares? Because one quarterback league, I'm Joe Burrow. I'm not too concerned. We're taking some shots here, so that's kind of what that sure. is. Do you see a way that you're taking Trubisky? Don't take Trubisky. <laughs> who, who was your? Uh... Top player you let fall off. Wait, what? Who was the top? Was it like that you didn't keep? They didn't keep yeah. Oh, was it Pickett? Pickett. Um, it was either Pickett or like Darnell Mooney or okay, Darnell Mooney. Ooh. Like yeah. a lot of the players that I wasn't keeping. Like that's what, like mm-hmm. we'll we'll show this graph here soon. Like I have like a good chunk of like top one hundred players, but I also have a good chunk of like the net that next tier of like one hundred one to one hundred fifty. So, like, I have the players I like, and then the players that I dropped, I'm like, if they follow me in the draft, I'll just pick them back up again. But, like, I'm not super excited about Darnell Mooney right now. Um, and I have a good wide receiver depth, and we'll see what we get for running backs in the draft. But I didn't really have to give up a ton of, like, good players, I would say. That's fair. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Mambo number five. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jordan. The Boom. other expansion team. My uh, rival. One of the top three assets in all dynasty football with AJ Brown. It's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty good start. That was great. Traded a lot for him. It was worth it for the value. Yeah. Uh, followed by Debo, Jalen Hurts, Mark Andrews, Tony Pollard. One thing about all the top teams that's consistent is they all have that stud quarterback. Yeah. And our league does have it's one quarterback, but it's kind of higher scoring for those quarterbacks. So we're somewhere between Superflex and and one QB that stupid calculators can't account for. Um, <laughs> So everyone having that top quarterback is it? If you don't have one, you're kind of screwed this league. Yeah. Um, also has Tony Pollard, Mike Evans, Rashad White, Brandon Cooks, to uh, a lot of guys who they have that upside, but I also am completely falling on their faces here. So yeah, uh, Jordan's team is very interesting to me. I'm excited to see which way it goes. But uh, the bottom of his team would be uh, Jerome Ford, who could become an RB one if something happens to Jeb. Uh, Tyquan Thornton. But then his uh, best pick is the three seven. So that's tough. Yeah, so he's kind of stuck with his lineup, and then he's really shooting on like in the dark with the later on in the draft. And we'll talk about this later, but I'm very impressed by how you and Jordan have built your teams. Yeah, almost like hand in hand walking through this league together. Like it's kind of romantic. Yeah, if you think about it, two years uh, for the both of us, we've <clears throat> become top uh, like half teams that are competing. So and every step at like, almost the same level. Jordan did make a random run in year one where he got to the championship somehow, yeah. which was hilarious and yeah. incredible. But, but it was uh, terrible for his team. It didn't help his team, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, then we're on to... Uh, Number six. Stam, who I think is going to surprise some people this year. Yeah. Some really high upside like players and also some question mark players that I think also have high upside. <clears throat> his whole, like, I feel like his team's going to be high upside, low floor. Yeah. Yeah, he's like one. quietly been building this team in the background too. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like yeah, Stem's kind of at the bottom, but like you look at his roster and it's solid. Jamar Chase, and he won't trade Jamar Chase. Man, I try. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you? <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. I understand completely. I support it honestly, but damn it, I want Jamar <laughs> Chase and I have the assets. Come on, Stem. 
um, Kenneth Walker, which at this point, I don't know. Yeah. Was Charbonnet there? I don't know. I pretend shoot the dark there. Uh, Marquise Brown. It's another one. I don't know. John Dots. I don't know. George Pickens. I don't know, man. Yeah. These guys are all guys I'm like, I get excited about, but I'm not totally sold on. A lot on. of solid receivers there on like not great <clears throat> situations either. What he is lacking, though, I think is a stud quarterback. He has Dak Prescott, who's fine. And I think he needs, if he can go and find a way to get a uh, trade for an Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron, oh, it's Dan. There's <laughs> uh, no synergy with your four, team. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers for what? Uh, we'll see. We'll talk, Stan. I want to see a trade happen on the podcast, <laughs> like in the first episode. You got to shoot an offer. Gosh, I don't even know what to start with. Rodgers for the 110 or the 3 4? Yeah, you want to give me the 110 back? <laughs> would you do that? Yeah, I would do that. Stan? Hope you're watching. Um, I'm not, don't message him that until he sees this. I want to see if he accepts that trade. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, and the bottom of his roster, I think I've said everyone so far. So I think uh, yeah, Raheem Mostert, Adam Thielen, Donovan People Jones. So the Jahan Dodson, George Pickens, like I think those are great. Like, will they break out year two or year three? And his running backs are fine. Like Kenneth Walker is. If he does it to the last reason, he'll be fine. He's a big play um, guy, which will help. James Conner has no competition for touches right now. Yeah, which is incredible um, considering like yeah his age and the Cardinals just aren't making any moves to like bolster that running yeah. back position. So Cam Makers is a guy I was interested in trading for this offseason because Same. there's some upside there. Yeah, uh, didn't make it happen, but we tried. We or, like we like we're rooting for STEM. We're kind of yeah. yeah. want to see where his team ends up. Team STEM. Also, my second rival. Number seven. Kyle. Uh, the Kyle's. resident bad boy, I believe. <laughs> Heavy metal expert. Yeah, that's true. He's going to grind out the season with uh, Cooper Cup as number two's top player. Just traded for him. Love that. Uh, Terry McLaurin, who he traded for from Jake. Lamar Jackson, who he traded for from Jake. Joe Mixon, who he traded for from you. Christian Watson, who he definitely traded for from me. Um, and then Aaron Jones, Mark Cooper, Rashad Bateman. When you say that out loud, I'm actually thinking that Kyle has a pretty good team. Right? No, I know. He's got, like, those solid linchpin players that are just yeah. going to, like, hold his team together. But Need some guys to hit. Uh, Lamar Jackson is going to get back to the MVP form. Um, if this is this is going to be the year if he does it. If Lamar doesn't do it this year, I'd be really surprised. If a a controversial trade in the league. Had open discussion about. Um, but... If Kyle thinks that this is the piece he needs yeah. to win, because the quarterback in our league scores it's a lot nice higher too. than normal leagues, and Lamar has the potential to be one of those stud QBs we we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Kyle pay too much? We don't know. We'll find out. If Lamar like actually produces points, well, I'm just going to ignore it and say that it was worth. And if Lamar gets Kyle to the playoffs, if he's a top four quarterback this year and Kyle goes to the playoffs, and that pick ends up being like the 1.7, yeah, worth. Yeah. It's worth it, for sure. Yeah. If Lamar shuffles in and it ends up being a top pick, maybe not. So it could either way still. We'll see. But the Packers might run through Aaron Jones. and yeah, Aaron Jones yeah. still. And Christian Watson is it's one of those guys. Be AJ I do not believe in AJ <laughs> Dillon uh, at all. Steven has AJ Dillon, so obviously it's he's rooting for it's him. It's going to be AJ Dillon. We'll see how Christian um, Watson does without Aaron Jones. I mean, Jordan Love Aaron threw Rogers. up. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, Christian Watson. Uh, scored a touchdown from Jordan Love, like on one of his throws. So we'll see. Maybe they have chemistry. I mean, and there's not a crowded wide receiver room there either. So. Oh, not at all. It's him and Dobbs. Yeah. Um, and I do like Amari Cooper. I think that's a sneaky good wide receiver one. I do not. Oh, because like you traded him, Cooper. Right? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. My first year, I did trade him Cooper. 
Uh, I undervalue Cooper, but he's been doing pretty good with Deshaun Watson, so we'll see if he keeps that up. Number eight. Thank you. Gabe has uh, Kyle Pitts as the top player. Just trade away Mark Cooper to Kyle for Kyler Murray and some change, which is Gabe's second overall best player. Uh, Mike Williams, who he's had since the draft. Alvin Kamara, who I traded to him. Mass, who I traded to him. Uh, Cortland Sutton, Kadarius Tony, Wanda Robinson. Uh, the Bama team is Dante Foreman and DJ Chark. Uh, he does have 1.8 and 2.3, so there's some draft capital there yeah. to play with. Um, I think it's, it's going to be a little bit of uphill battle trying to make the playoffs this year for Gabe. This feels like a rebuilding year for Gabe, and that's not meant to be an insult. I think you just kind of Got have it. to acknowledge yeah. like when if this is going to be a rebuilding season because the chance for his whole team to pop off and win the whole thing, I think, is very slim. I'm sorry, Gabe. And it's, I mean, he just won a title two years ago. Yeah, yeah. so like, <laughs> Yeah, he, he sold out for a title and he got it, which is 100% worth it every time. And he's, um, every night he counts that money for yeah, this. Yeah. He has it in cash, just like in a little box by his bedside. I, if I were Gabe, I'd probably try to find a trade partner for Mike Williams, Alvin Kamara. Uh, I think we had secrets on there. This isn't really a secret, which is a general strategy of, yeah. if you are a team this league, you need to pick a year that you think you can win a title. Yeah. For me? This year, for all of us, I think the, yeah. this year we think we're going to a title, and you have to act on that. If you're thinking it's going to be 2025 when I want a title, you got to just listen. Ask yourself: Do I think this player is going to be a part of my title in 2025? Yeah. And if the answer is no, you need to trade that player away. And I think that's the the best practice for a yeah. dynasty league. Yeah. And- um, so like you have Alvin Kamara. Do you think? He's going to help you win a title in 2025. I'm going to say no. And if the answer is that, then you need to, I think, find someone, find whatever value you can get out of them. Yeah. Scrape it out of somebody. Sooner rather than later, too. Because, yeah. like... Don't do what I did with Clyde Edwards, Atlanta, where I kept holding out, hoping, you know... You like, first offer for him, right? I did. It was... Yeah, and, you know, at the time, I was like, you know... And I don't know if it was going to be an early first. I think it was late first. But still, probably should have taken it, but... I took the one-one with him, holding out that you know Chiefs' offense is great. He's going to get that receiving work, you know, sooner than later, but just hasn't come to fruition, and now I'm regretting it. You but know? you were also a competing team, so it's so hard, especially the RBs, to like see right. like, oh my god, this one guy I didn't expect to do good is doing great. I should hold on to him. You're not your first instinct doesn't sell. Yeah, like RB that's helping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to some of these older players, like with Logan's case, Clyde was kind of young and yeah. had potential, and plus you invested high draft capital, so it's already going to be hard to get rid of him. But with yeah. people like Alvin Kamara, like if someone's willing to give you a first or an early second, freaking take it. Take yeah. that, because yeah. you're probably not going to get that in a year if he has to be suspended or just all of a sudden falls off, because players don't always fall off gradually. It's going to be good season, good season, and then all of a sudden bad, for the most, for the most part. So, I don't know. Sell while the iron's hot. Now, welcome back, everybody. Uh, quick commercial break to get stuff charged and more beer in my hand. Now, I believe we were on number nine. Ben. And I don't like this ranking for Ben. I like Ben's team. Yeah. This surprises me. Ben, uh, and we did an anonymous survey. Ben was my vote for uh, if Steven or Jake isn't going to win, who is? And I put Ben as my option. I think it's some high upside guys here. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to Saint Brown. I'm not I, the world's biggest fan. Like we were talking about when you were trading him, I was like, I think this is his peak value. I don't think you're ever gonna get more out of him than you can get right now. Yeah, but I still um, think he's gonna be a solid. He's good. He's yeah. gonna be like Christian Kirk level for the rest of his career. 
which I don't know if that's good or bad, but I, I like, like Christian Kirk. I think he could be like a hot, high volume, like lots of receptions, yeah. like, you know, nine receptions, 70 yards. And then if he gets that touchdown, that's the difference between him being really solid and like, you know, decent. Yeah. Well, he has Devonta Smith, Najee Harris, Justin Fields, Dallas Goddard, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, the commanders running back duo. Bottom of his team is uh, Brock Purdy, Zonovan Knight, and Darius Slayton. Also has the 1-7 and the 2-2 in the draft this year. 1-7, mm-hmm. he can get another mm-hmm. receiver if he really wants yeah. or a running back, so I think he could fill a gap. Uh-huh. Same with the 2-2. I can see some usable pieces there. Like, I, this is... I think Ben's trajectory is the same as, like, Jordan's his first year. I think he could potentially make the finals and then lose, and then it would just end up, like, hurt his team because he did too good too fast. But if well, he, he doesn't have his pick next year. Oh. You have his pick next year. Oh, that's true. So I would hope that he would do bad just so that I get a better <laughs> pick. But at the same time, like, I'm still cheering for him in a weird way just because I like his team. I like his yeah, team. It's a fun yeah, team. Yeah, I like these guys. Devontae Smith, better than expected. Um, Najee Harris got a lot of hate last year, but still has the potential to be a great, like, bell cow, even yeah. though there's uh, Jalen Warren nipping at his heels. But maybe. he has Jalen Warren. Yeah, he has Jalen yeah, Warren. And he has both. Yeah, so he's, that was a trade. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pacheco, that's a high upside question mark for me. Great um, offense. There's not a lot of competition there, though. But the Chiefs also are hilarious. It's like third and goal from the one-inch line. And they're throwing the ball. Yeah. yeah. So you never know what they're going to do. They spread it out a lot. Antonio Gibson, I don't really know what to think of Antonio Gibson anymore. But he has Brian Robinson. So yeah. like he's, He has all the RBs and their backups. So, like, this team, if used correctly, should be all right. And yeah. I, I think yeah. nine's a harsh rating for me. I, I don't like it. The, bomb is, the, the problem is his, his bomb three guys aren't. Uh, Darius Slayton's on a nine and Brock Purdy all tend to be lower tier guys. But if Brock Purdy gets a starting job for San Fran. Yeah. He's not going to be right 201. Yeah. He's going to skyrocket. And plus, if anything, Fields is going to get hurt later in the year if he gets hurt at all. And that's when I think Purdy is going to be ready to yeah. go. So it might actually function really well for his team. Zonovan Knight, I think there's too many cooks in that kitchen. Yeah, Zonovan Knight's not a guy I expect to be on Ben's roster, but like week four. Yeah. I guess he's going to be in Sorry, quickly. Ben. You're ranked uh, number nine, but number one in our hearts. Yes. Number 10. It's Matt. Uh, which surprised a lot of people because the top of his lineup is pretty solid. Um, having a Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne duo running back, if Saquon plays, could be phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen, you could argue number two fantasy quarterback right now. Yeah. Phenomenal. What with, uh, with QB one upside? Yeah. Then he has a receivers starting start three receivers in our league. Starting three would be uh, Ayuk and Lockett, which I, it's solid combo. I like that. They're both just solid walk wide receiver twos um, on their team. A lot of his team is going to hinge on where does DeAndre Hopkins sign. Yeah. If it's with the Chiefs, oh boy, that's going to be annoying to play against Matt. If it's with the Patriots, eh. What if it's the Panthers? That's been rumored. Eh. They yeah. have, like, no clear wide receiver one. Baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, I mean, he'd be fine there, but I, don't, I think we've seen the best out of Hopkins. He's come pretty far down from his peak. That's true. Yeah. Um, if he was the Chiefs, however, I think you might be able to get one of those. Not the same thing. I'm not pitching 27 touchdowns. But one of those Randy Moss to New England type ordeals where the quarterback just elevates the hell out of him. Yeah, I was going to say, so that's ceiling. Do you think floor is like Julio Jones last year floor? or Yeah, Ooh. or he's just not relevant at all. Yeah, that's very possible. Yeah, okay. um, he has been also in the field for two seasons now. Yeah. So I, I honestly think that, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but that kind of encompasses Matt's team is it's really a coin flip. Like I could see him finishing as a playoff team 
or just you know being in position to have a top pick next yeah. year. Yeah, because he did finish as a playoff team last year. Yeah. And then he kept three tight ends this year, so he has uh, Evan Ingram, Zach Ertz, and Kate Otten. Um, I don't see Ertz or Otten really contributing much this year, but Evan Ingram could be a really solid tight end. Just signed an extension um, today, too. Today he did? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do like Evan point. Ingram's. Yeah. Breaking uh, news. Evan Ingram <laughs> signed for a three-year, like, $45 million deal, which pretty good. Follow the money, people. Yeah, not bad. Uh, and then Rashad Penny. I know you don't like Rashad Penny because you have DeAndre Swift. I, but I don't mind Rashad Penny. I feel like those two kind of do different things. At, um, and Rashad Penny... He's what? shown glimpses of being yeah, a solid running back, but he cannot stay healthy. Yeah, he's when he's out there, he's one of the most efficient runners. Um, so, like, if he stays healthy, that's pretty good for Matt's team. And this next guy, I love. Tyler Algier. I can't believe you offered a second for him, right? I think so. It was either a second or a third. I offered a third. I can't believe Matt would take those deals. Like... That's because Matt's smart. He's he knows that Algier's going to be a good piece of that offense. Hmm. Even if Bijan's healthy, Algier has proved that he can survive in a committee and still they love win me a ball. fantasy was, championship. Who was the committee last year, though? It was Patterson, Algier, and some... Patterson basically played receiver. No, I know, but Patterson had a great year the year before that, so, yeah. like... And I, a receiver. They also attempted, I mean, by far, the least amount of passes yeah. of any team. They rush so. all the time. They love running. They will run until they die if it's good or not. And that's why I think Algier is a sneaky good pick. But I think Algier is probably like a top two handcuff in the league. But if someone, if I didn't have Bajan and someone offered me a second or a third for him, I would hop on that. Didn't Algier have like a thousand yard season last yes. year too? Which yeah. is like, if you told me that just, you know, before the end of last year, like, oh yeah, Algier is going to finish with a thousand yards. Yeah. I'd be like, no, I gotta look this up. Like, yeah, no way. And but. most of that was in the back half of that like year because I think Patterson got hurt or something. He really got elevated to the RB one status. But for a team that is not a top five team, for like the running back to do that good, it's kind of surprising. And he does have the one five this year, so I, I would anticipate he adds probably like a Quentin Johnson on his team. Yeah, Johnson, um, Addison. Addison's going four, I think. So yeah, just uh, just in case for some reason that's different. Yeah. I don't know. I would probably guess Quentin Johnson, but uh, yeah, which I love. Could be yeah. wrong. Unstack's still pretty good. That could be a, a solid add to his team too, especially with the health of those Charger receivers not being spectacular. Keenan Allen is an old man, and Mike Williams plays like four games a year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. well, I think they had three games total together last year, where the receiving core of the Chargers was all playing at the same time. So I had Mike Williams in a redraft, and it was so frustrating because it was like I had Keenan Allen in a redraft, oh, and it was like every he was not on the IR. It was every week was like, yeah. well, I feel good, but I'm not ready. Like, then, dude, make a decision. And then like, Mike Williams would start the game and then leave with a hamstring injury with 14.51 to go in the first quarter. Like, yeah. fantastic. Love those zero points, Mike. Yeah. Moral of the story is, uh, unless you're playing basketball, do not draft a Chargers wide receiver. <clears throat> yeah. It's probably fair. All right. That's the top ten. What was the biggest surprise to you when you pulled out you know, these stats and then kind of ran it through? I think Matt being tenth was surprising. And that that's indicative of the league. There, I mean, there's a decent competitive balance where – if Matt made the playoffs this year, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. If he got the six seed. Sure. Yeah, there's no uh, real like team that you look at and you're like, that's for sure last place. You yeah. Know? Like it's it's a hard And I think that reflects in what the generated like score prediction is. Because it's actually like really close. Yeah, they uh and candidates are completely made up numbers, but that's what fantasy is. <laughs> uh, so the again, the average was essentially you take one team's value versus another team's value. Combine them and then divide the average to figure out what a team's winning percentage would be against another team. So, for example, if Jake and I played 14 times regular season, I would go eight and six for Jake. 
I think that's about what I would expect right now. That makes a lot teams. of sense. Like, yeah. yeah, Jake's maybe not as good as your team compared to that, like, two. Barely. Yeah, like, barely. Right barely. Um, I would go 9-5 versus Logan. 10-4 versus Year, 10-4 versus Jordan, Stem, Ben. 11-3 versus Matt, 11-3 versus Kyle, and 12-2 and versus Gabe. Okay. All things I'm like, yeah. Gabe could would beat me one out of every six times yeah. you played. I haven't so, actually beaten Steven once yet, so. You haven't? No. Oh. It's been close, but. There was a stretch, uh, I'm not sure if we have rivalries on here or not, but where I it. called Ben out. I was just talking shit to Ben. I was your role initially. I was the guy who just talked random trash to people. And Steven was a heel, and now that is me. Yeah, it rubbed people the wrong way, and the rub <laughs> bothered. And uh, I called Ben the Kansas football before Kansas was good. Jordan, yeah. I'm watching that for you there. Uh, the Kansas football of the league. And uh, I don't know how it got to the end stuff here, but he did a live video, which, man, bring back your live videos. Yes, please bring them Bring back, back the live videos, Ben. He pulled over out. in his Schwann truck on the side of the road with like limited Wi-Fi just cutting in and out on the side of a highway and uh, he just ate grass <laughs> <laughs> this is probably chemically treated grass and he's just, just chomping on it and I don't know how he got to that point I need to watch that video again but I think if the moral of the story is you can't be the heel if you're the best team in the league because then it just rubs everyone the then wrong way a dick. Yeah, yeah then you're just a dick if you, try, <laughs> if you can be the heel if you're the number four team yeah, I, I mean, Ben's promos would get me hyped. Like, it really was, like, WWF, just, yeah. like, that level of charisma. Like, good stuff. Please bring those back. When, uh, like, can I start creating League Classics for the League, even though it's only my third year? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. I have no, uh... Just upload every video I make to a League Classic. Uh, yeah, they are, they're all classics. Uh, and the one video I made talking trash to Ben, to me... This is for a semi-final matchup, too. It's not a championship. But I made a bunch of charts that were just paint, and it was like away record. Or uh Home and away in fantasy football is pointless. Yeah. yeah like. was, <laughs> and I was just having random charts about the very tongue-in-cheek of how teams better than Ben's. And uh to this day, like I put these charts into the chat and he's like Steven his charts. He doesn't let that go. That's like 2017. That's still on Ben's mind, and I love that. We're gonna bring back the charts here. And love charts. But uh, so we're talking about Ben. Did you bring it up because he beats you, or like? Oh yeah, he went on like a six-game winning streak versus me. Oh, after I, I called love him, that. After I called him Kansas, and yes. I was like, I can't beat Ben. <laughs> oh, and I think that's like that's been Ben's story too. Is he's been like one of the highest scoring teams in the league, but he kept losing. Yeah, to whenever me. he's tanking, yeah. quote unquote tanking, he's always competing. I'm like, what is this Ben? Like, yeah, the guy can't have bad players on his team. No matter who he picks, they're going to be a stud. It's great. Ben's going to score 140 points this week and then loses like Jake by 141 or something. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's just like you know he's losing by these small points. Ben, we love you, man. He had we do a composite record for our tiebreaker, which is if you played every team every week during the entire season. So there's ten teams in our leagues. So you have nine matchups every week, and that's our tiebreaker. So if you go five and four, one week and four and five the next, you're now nine and nine. Um, and Ben was always like a top five guy in the composite rankings, but always like bottom three in the league. I'm like, this isn't this isn't thing to happen once, <laughs> but it happened like three times. Like, how are you doing this? This is the worst luck. That is the yeah, the worst bad luck that I've ever seen. Uh, but back to the uh, records, um, it has more respect. Me at one, Jake at two, ten and four, nine and five. Logan at three, eight and six. And three, seven, and seven teams. Garrett, Jordan, and Stem. I'll take that. Uh, All day, baby. Who knows what the tiebreakers are? No one knows. Yeah. Technically, you and 
Jordan are exactly tied for your total record. That's out today. That's crazy. Um, and then Stem was one game back. Okay. Uh, and then the bottom three, and then the next three were uh, Ben, Matt, and Kyle, all at six and eight. But that's wild so too, because they're only a couple wins away from being a playoff. One win and a tiebreaker from yeah. being in the playoffs, which is what happened last year. And then Gabe's four and ten on this uh, this average. So Gabe, keep your first. So um, earlier we said, like the chart said that technically Matt's team was yes. the worst, but in the league scoring, Gabe is projected to be the last team in the league. Yes. Okay. I don't know, man. It's fake math. Fake math, baby. Right here. But it also kind of makes sense because we think of Matt's team yeah. a little bit more highly than we do Gabe's, not because we hate Gabe, but just because yeah. Gabe's team has collapsed and there's a lot of old players. So <laughs> that makes more sense to me. The league records include, uh, like, you know, Saquon Barkley is ranked 15th, and his expected scoring is fairly high. Yeah. And the league uh, records I have on here account for the, that scoring. Whereas Gabe kept three quarterbacks. We're one quarterback. Like, only one of those quarterbacks is going to score. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that's hurting Gabe in these. these uh, that makes sense. This record. So um, his team value is high because he has great, or he has these good quarterbacks, but you can only play one quarterback at a time. Right. Um, so that, that's uh, the expected league standings. And I think it'd be a great year if this is what happens. That means a one game gap for the first and second for the one seed. A one game gap for the uh, second bye, and then a giant cluster of six teams competing for seed four through seed nine. That's crazy. Um, which is roughly what happened last year. So and so, like not every team plays each other twice, right? Like uh, five team. teams play. So we do a nine game round robin, and it's a fourteen week season. So those next five are uh, a repeated matchup. Okay. Um, and then do we, I think our league has a rival. We. Rivalry. Sort of. We, uh, I think we burned that last year. We did it for 2020 during okay. that weird schedule. Okay. Um, I'd be down to bring that back. Yeah. Leave I, it, tell I us in the comments if you do, want a rivalry week. We do need to come up with some sort of scheduling thing. So, like, we, right now it's randomized. The teams we played twice. Should it not be randomized? Should it be determined based on... Ooh, I think that'd be so fun. If we like, should we rotate it where you can't play the same team twice back-to-back years? So that mm-hmm. way you oh, get more of a rotation and, uh... Like yeah, for kind of rivalry like week, is that what Or just in general for like new leagues? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So like Jake and I wouldn't play each other twice every year. Yeah. Or. But I think you guys should because you guys are two of the best teams. I want to see you two competing against each other, and it kind of makes sense, right? Like when the NFL makes schedules, they Maybe. make the good teams. Play. But then you have a rivalry where we're rivals every year, and That's one of us gets hosed out of the like a, a, a bye. Oh, okay. Playing a hard schedule every yeah. year. That's interesting. Yeah. It, yeah, that would be hard to balance, but it would be kind of fun to start, like, selecting who plays who kind of based on, like, I don't know, like, end of your rankings from the year before. We'll think about it. If anyone is, uh, you know, talking shit in the chat, make him play twice. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I'll play Jordan five times in one year, honestly. Just have Jordan versus Garrett everywhere. <laughs> Let's make that happen, people. All right, so, yeah, that's uh, essentially the, uh, the chart in a nutshell. We also have a heat graphic. I'm just gonna say this part so you can put it in the background. Of yeah. The video. Can you explain more about the heat graphic? Is it just so darker colors mean more than number? Darker means it's a heat map. So essentially, where are your players mostly ranked in the uh, in, in like yeah, dynasty? So like yeah. one through ten, eleven to twenty-five, twenty-six to fifty, so on so Ooh, forth. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I like this breakdown a little mm-hmm. bit more because then later it's like fifty-one through hundred, so you get like a more yeah. Um, instead of making this ten different colors, make oh, this okay. three. Um, so yeah, you can see like Jake's entire team is top 100. Yeah. No one else has that. Just Jake. 15 players, top 100. Um, there are some teams in this league that have six, seven, eight players on their team. 
who are ranked behind Jake's worst player. <laughs> that's concerning. Um, so like Jake kind of terrifies me. Yeah, but at the same time, like depth is important, but you can't start your bench players. So yeah. Jake will now have the problem of picking which players to start, and he's going to have all those regrets of like starting like Nick Chubb <laughs> over yeah nice. over someone else who scored like more points. That's it's like a, a good problem. problem. It's, a, it's a great problem to have, but also it's just a little bit of an edge. You know, Jake might get tilted yeah. more than everybody else. But also, Logan has his more top fifty players than Jake, so you could argue that Logan's. <laughs> Starting lineup might be better than Jake's. Yeah, but he also or has as good as mine. He also has no top, zero. <laughs> he has zero fifty-one through hundred players. So one injury yeah. and Logan like yeah, kind of on the back. very top <laughs> heavy. If he can keep his top nine healthy, he's just as good as anybody else in the league. Yeah, he has. Um, he actually has the most. Like, did you say that he has the most uh, top the most, yeah. fifty? Yeah. Oh, I guess okay. From here, it looks like he has a little bit more, but he doesn't. I think so. <laughs> But that, that honestly is pretty impressive. Um, this is a fun chart for you. This is a fun chart. So I something I wanted to ask is, why do you think so many people have 101 plus players? Because I'm pretty new to the league. Why do I have so many better players than everybody else, Steven? Tell us. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. This is like, I was kind of surprised a little bit to see what was going on here at the bottom half. And... I would have to go back and look at what the the state of these teams were when I came into the expansion drafts because I did think I do think I got a little bit of an advantage because they were teams like Logan, Steven, and Jake dropping players to the pool like Joe Burrow and Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Jalen Hurts wasn't I think as highly rated at that ranked at that time. But I should say this is Joe Burrow got dropped because Ben had some on his team that was a stud quarterback, and then Joe Burrow. You told me you dropped Joe Burrow. How did I get Joe Burrow? I don't know. Maybe that that could be wrong. But regardless, it's yeah, it's interesting that maybe I did. Huh. You well, told I had me the homes. So yeah, exactly. Like, so right. like he was coming off year one twenty CL. I was like, and we dropped our keepers down to like ten or eleven. Yeah, and I was like, all right. Well, maybe I, maybe I did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. But so I think I got a little advantage of getting some better players right off the rip, but also I feel like if I was in a startup, I still think my team would be pretty good, like if I had everybody. Um, I don't. I also think I was able to make some good trades. Uh, one of my favorite trades was with Kyle. I traded Amari Cooper for his first and second, which ended up giving me enough assets to then acquire Jonathan Taylor from Kyle later. So like that trade helped me get another person from him. So I think like, I just had to acknowledge that obviously I wasn't going to win at all. And then selling Amari Cooper and uh, even getting a third for uh, Miles Gaskin. Thanks, Logan. Hey, I appreciate the that. Gaskin. Trade the people who are competing for titles. If you're not, trade stuff to them because they're desperate to make yeah. sure that they have the assets to win it all. I remember that too because Gaskin was like playing decent around that time and had yeah. a super favorable schedule in the playoffs. And I was like, yeah, I really just need like maybe one more piece for the playoffs. Like, right. And he didn't end up doing anything. So it's like he got a three for or a third round pick for like nothing. So I, I yeah. think it goes back to finding when you think you're gonna be competitive and picking yeah. the players in your team that will still be there when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's just you do not want to be sitting in the middle of the pack the entire time. Mm-hmm. And like right now I've been in the middle, but it's kind of I was placed in the middle and I've been trying to make work my way out of it with some big like moves. Um 
And I also think like there were just some gambles that I made on players that paid off. Like I think I picked up Christian Kirk off waivers and now he's uh, Trevor Lawrence's like one of his top targets. I know me and Steven think like differ. I know you like Calvin Ridley. Oh, Ridley's way better. I do not agree with that. He is old and hasn't been on the field for a couple of years, but- uh, Wait, you're taking Christian Kirk of Calvin Ridley? I would take Christian Kirk. Logan, my man. I don't know about that. No, but that's, a, that's <laughs> besides the point. But still. Yes, but that's what I was thinking is that that was someone I got off of waivers. And now he's a uh, 51 through 100 player. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like I am a waiver wire wrecked. And the fact that we are now switched to Fab is so great. I'm so happy. Which that. is so great to my uh, for my play style because I will be combing through the waiver. Uh, last year, Ben got Justin Fields off waiver. You know, like. Look at cut, man. Oh, man. Well, God. Justin Fields was absolutely atrocious. He was. Yeah. And, I mean, with Dynasty, too, there's so many players. It's like, all right, I'm going to wait and see. And then you come to a point where you're like, man, I need to pick somebody up. And yeah. the wait and see guy, you just have to drop or, you know, yeah, enough time passes. And you're, like, sick of hanging on to him. But, yeah, Justin Fields was one I was a little surprised. Yeah. But you, waivers, but. you just got you to make those shots. And I do <clears> feel like I was lucky with some of these, like, calls I was made. Um, some of the draft picks I... I specifically remember drafting uh, Greg Dulcich in the, like the third or fourth and Steven going, I don't know who that is. And now Greg Dulcich is one of those tight ends where people are like kind of high on. And that was just like kind of high. Like he's one of those tight ends that has some potential. We'll see yeah. how the Broncos do, blah, blah, blah. But uh, also like James Cook, I feel like I kind of, I think some people thought I took him a little early, but he's doesn't have a lot of competition and is in a top five offense. You know, like look at teams, look at the players and just kind of, yeah, I don't know, just kind of shoot for those teams that are like NFL teams that are going to be doing well and try to acquire some of those and comb through those waivers because there are going to be gems down there that people do not see that end up being good. Like looking at these bottom half teams, and I don't want to make decisions for other people's teams, but uh, like a mass team, Algier, you know. Trade them to me for a second. Me, yeah, there you yeah. go. That's a good, that's a good pickup for Algier. Uh, if you're Ben, Maybe look at trying to trade. Uh, I like Ben's team. I don't want to trade anybody. Don't ben, don't trade a single person. <laughs> uh, but if like, especially check out. That's a, if a, a contending team loses a running back, that's not a bad feeling. Yeah. Um, Gabe's team, Kadarius Tony, I think is a sell high right now. Um, Alvin Kamara, I would, I would probably move. Devin Singletary to Jake. Like, hey, see if Jake will give something for him to have that Texas backfield. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, Aaron Jones. This is probably the last year you can trade something for Aaron Jones. Yeah. Um, and he's probably going to have a good year. Yeah. So and that's about where my line is for like contending, like teams that I think can win a title this year. Uh, Stem, if things break right, man, he can make a run. He can make a Jordan Fox style run in the playoffs. So that's true. Well, we're talking about like trading players. Uh, also, kind of aim for, I, we brought, uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Know which NFL teams that your uh, people in your league root for. Steven is a suck for the Chiefs. You can probably get a little bit more yeah, for a Chiefs sad. player. Um, in a different dynasty league, uh, I was able to trade Kadarius Tony for a 2024 first. Ooh. And that was because I believed so hard in Tony. And I was actually like, when I was pitching him, I was like, this guy could be the wide receiver one in Kansas City. And that guy was a Chiefs fan. <laughs> also, probably a newer dynasty player. He was like, yeah, sure, you know. So that might not happen in this league, and I'm not saying take advantage of new people, but some people do that. Uh, but yeah, just kind of like 
look at the league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of examine, like, who do people like? I know Matt likes the Cardinals. I don't know if he's necessarily going to, like, take a Cardinal over anything, but it's worth a shot, you know? Like, Jake traded yeah. Ertz last year. Yeah. yeah, boom. There you yeah. go. So, I don't know. Those, there's definitely ways to get more of those, like, you're not always going to get those top yeah. 50 guys, but I'm pretty happy having those 51 through 100 players because they are going to be the potential new top 50 guys. Yeah. And how I ended up with those is just, like, Decent trading, getting lucky, drafting some good people, but like you got to be constantly making moves. If you're just sitting on your dudes and letting them die into the dirt, you're not gonna make your team any better. I'm a good example. Like his value is not going to plummet, but I don't think it's gonna go up. But you end up getting Judy and Deontay and future first and for him. So like, yeah, and I did not even want to trade him on Raw, but if someone comes to you and they're offering the world. Think about maybe making that trade. If it's Justin Jefferson, if you have Justin Jefferson, people are trading like you three first. I still might not even take that just because like I, was, I, I you can't offer anything. Yeah, you yeah. can't. That's a wide receiver one. That's too hard to get rid of. But someone like Amon Ra, who might have spiked to the highest value he is, I'll take Deontay, who had a really mm. bad year but it still had a lot of targets and yards, just no touchdowns. And then Judy, who's been stuck behind awful QB play but is still young. Like those all help my dynasty team. So like those are guys and that was in yeah. the future pick from Ben, which could be early or could be the one ten because I think he's gonna win it all. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Like it's it's worth it to invest and trade those like good players for like more future assets. Try to be gaining value. Don't always trade two first for one dude. Or yeah. yeah, you know, or whatever. Two things for one guy. Try to trade the one guy for four things. You know. Or in addition, you know, if you're trading a player, think about okay, if I trade him for these picks, what are those picks going to turn into? Yeah. You know, it sounds great having a first round pick, but who's in that spot? Yeah. You know? What is the one ten going to be this year? Yeah. When I traded the one ten to Logan, it uh, for David Montgomery, I was like, would I really take? Marvin Mims over David Montgomery. I need a running back. I don't necessarily need Marvin Mims. I don't know how good he's going to be. Yeah. And, you know, Logan valued the 110 because when you have that pick, you have the flexibility of trading a pick yeah. for and not just a player for like other and, assets. And my idea, too, is I was like, okay, you know, maybe there's a decent player that falls to the 110 or I can use it as additional trade leverage, which I did and ended up to get Michael in, Pittman. Yeah, to get Michael Pittman. Which I'd rather have Michael Pittman as my wide receiver three than whoever I'm taking at the one ten. Exactly. You know, so and Michael Pittman might suck. Uh David Montgomery might suck, but I think at the end of the day those are gonna be more those are gonna be assets that are going to have uh, a better percentage of like succeeding and getting us points than a rookie. Moving on to our next highly uh debated category. So we're gonna talk about trade calculus. We're not talking Texas Instruments TI-84 We're not. We're no. Talking We're talking about randomly assigned numbers to players on the internet. Yeah. DLF, Keep Trade Cut, I don't know all the other ones are, but they're all the same out of uh, BS, I think. And I've been using calculators, and I just realized this past year, I kind of hate these things. Steven is actually um, the only one I know that actively pays for to use a trade calculator. I'm... Well, it's more the rankings than the news in here, too, and the podcast and all that. But uh, okay. I'm not paying for it next year. Uh, <laughs> Jake and I split it. It's like 10 bucks. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> for the entire year. Oh, my God. Okay. So, yeah, I'll we're not exactly paying much. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? But I uh, wanted more. Uh, <laughs> That's true. It's like, can <laughs> I argue against it that Steven pays $5 and has a better team? I don't know. Uh, I literally take it out of my weddings every year. So, um, but now we do winner take all. So if Steven doesn't get first, well, we have he, weekly winners too. That's true. Yeah. Never mind. I got to win literally one week. I'll yeah. Okay. And you only use half of that. Um. Anyway, the the argument here is people are really dependent on trade calculators a lot for coming up and structuring their trades. 
And I think it's a good supplemental option for people to use as a, oh, let's, let's gauge this. But trade calculators do not include team structure. They don't include team fandom. They don't include, are you competing? Are you uh, selling off? Are you trying to tank? Does your league um, value QBs more? Do you have a tight end premium? Yeah. Like, they, someone can do that. Some can. Yeah, some you can but, plug in your scoring yeah. settings and all that. But, but uh, like ours has a weird quarterback score <laughs> between Superflex and normal quarterbacks. Yeah, so it's hard to put that in there. So that doesn't fit either, either one. Um, so the point being, I think that people need, to, and overall, the reason I hate it personally the most is they kind of destroy the art of the trade, which is I value this player at this, and I'm going to try and get that player for the least amount I possibly can, because someone just plugs into a calculator and they're like, well, this says that he's worth more. Or the alternative, someone wants to trade one of their players, and like, well, the calculator says it's worth 800. How come you won't give me a, the same amount for him that yeah. this calculator says it's worth? And says it's not the, the player is worth what you can get for them, and that's the end of the that's true. the end of the story. Um, would I overpay for Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson? Every One day million percent, right. I would overpay for them. And it's dumb that it's called an overpay because, like, no matter what number they put as their value on here, they're worth more than that. Yeah, yeah. Would I pay three for if I had three first? Would I give that for Jamar Chase? Yes, because <laughs> I have Joe Burrow. I get the stack. You get uh, the. Potential top five wide receiver for five years, probably. At least, yeah. At least, you know, like, that's worth it, even though the trade calculator is going to be telling me I'm paying too much. I don't know. Yeah, and you made a few great points there. I mean, for me, trade calculators are a jumping-off point where you yes. can, you know, just get a base evaluation of, okay, this is what the player is kind of worth, you know? But like you said, there's other things, you know, knowing who your league members are, what their priorities are, what their needs are. You know, if someone's desperate for a running back, you have leverage and you can take that to your take advantage of that and you know really make someone overpay for a running back so um i really think trade calculators though are just a good jumping off point a good starting point and it's good if, if you're new to this um to kind of have yeah a, a good point of reference of uh i don't know if this trade's a good one or not let me just look and see what it is like if someone offers some Maj Perrine for Traylon Burks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I did to Jake, the second best team in the league. That's a 360-point gap. Between what are those numbers? Made-up numbers. Made up, yeah. But also, yeah, it's 27 like... 27-year-old backup running back or 23-year-old <laughs> yeah. first time receiver. So, like, the reason, just the context behind this, obviously I knew this was a shot in the dark. You know, you're going you're gonna to miss every shot you don't take. So my thing was, is Jake has uh, uh, the... Broncos. Javante he has Javante Williams. Yeah. So I was like, maybe Jake doesn't want to have to be nervous if uh, Javante is not going to be healthy or not. He, then he'll still have a starting RB. And actually, Sean Payton, the coach of the Broncos, said he wants to get the run established. Uh, when, even when he was on the Saints, the RBs were really good. Uh, so I was like, well, what does Jake have? Traylon Burks had a not great year and is on an offense that is kind of expected to do pretty bad. Yeah. So I was like, let's just see if Jake is scared of Traylon and wants that uh, upside of having the handcuff to Javante. It didn't happen. I knew it wasn't going to happen, but why not? Why not just shoot it out there? Were you aware that uh, Jake had just traded with Traylon Burks this offseason? Oh, he didn't draft him? No, he traded Isaiah Pacheco at 1-7 for him. Yeah. So, yeah, then, like, if people have just traded for a player, I would say, like, they're very likely to not trade them again. And... What are you doing on yours? <laughs> You're doing some trade stuff. You're here. trying to make it even. Yeah. No, I'm trying to come up with a trade for for Garrett to get Javante Willie. <laughs> this is hilarious. I would never trade Jonathan Taylor, 
but that would be a lot of value. There's like two firsts in Javante Williams uh, for Jonathan Taylor. I'd rather have Taylor, even though I'm a Broncos fan. I don't know. Obviously, P. Ryan was a little undervalued, but you know, just make your shot. And this is so I, I did want to ask. We kind of moved into a different direction, but I wanted to ask you, Stephen, did something happen to you that made you resent trade calculators? Was there a moment? Are you just tired of people saying, hey, this is what the trade calculator said. I'm not going to make this trade. Yeah. They're not making their own decisions. They're... Yeah. Like just relying way too much on not knowing how to read them. Like they can be manipulated so easily too. Yeah. Like if I wanted to, I could. And I have been, I think the last year I've become a lot more uh, wholesome and fancy player. I think that's why I won. Maybe I put my <laughs> evil spirit aside. And, yeah. uh, my wholesome spirit is just quieter. Well, someone offered me a trade this past offseason, or two trades this past year that if you go into a calculator are horrible trades for them and I turned them down so like this isn't great value yeah. but in a, a league it's supposed to be cutthroat this is what the player is worth I shouldn't be worried about what a calculator shows and and the response from the rest of the people yeah, yeah. Stephen cares more about his social clout than he does his fantasy team <laughs> Well, I already had the fans team, so now I gotta get the social. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly why you don't need any more value. And I do think it's fun to play around with, but like, if you like, I don't know, uh, someone on Logan's team, DK Metcalf. Yeah, which I've actually tried to trade for a couple times. But What'd you offer, dude? I don't even remember at this point, but like, DK Metcalf is so important to Logan's squad. Yeah. Like, he's like his linchpin receiver. It was like the value of DK to Logan is going to be way higher than it would be if... I mean, I know I at least wanted a first and maybe, like, something else. Yeah, I think I was trying to give you, like, a second or something. Yeah. You know, and of course Logan's going to take that. DK's, like, about to be in his prime. He did have a bad year, so I was trying to take advantage of that. But still, like, that's a... I think I would say one of... I don't know, this is going to sound mean, but one of your weak points was you don't have a lot of wide receiver depth. Right. So, of course, you're not going to... And I took T. Higgins... I mean, I gave you Brees Hall, so it kind of balances yeah. out. But, like, it just made you a little bit weaker at wide, wide receiver, but strong at arm. Right. So. At the end of the day, I kind of feel like using a trade calculator is kind of just, like, asking your best friend. Not your best friend. Just asking a friend for another opinion. You know, yeah. except your friend is the rest of America. Or maybe 10 experts. I got a point one apart. There you go. Dang, nice. So, so T. Higgins in the 210 for Brees Hall. There's an exactly fair trade point in this. Okay, so if I ever wanted Brees Hall back from Logan, I would have to send him the 210. <laughs> Which, I, honestly, I would never do because I do want my Bengals and, and, and I'll be honest, to me, it's like T. Higgins and Brees Hall are like, both great players. Like, yeah, I'd consider it for the player for the 210. What does that do for me? Like, the trade calculator yeah. makes yeah. it more even, but really, who's that 210, you know? Yeah, no one that's going to be worth it to me, I think. To yeah. Maybe it is. If you are unsure of what is being offered to you... Maybe inexperienced fine. with playing Dynasty football. Good starting yeah. point. You Otherwise, know. use your own creativity and brain. Yeah, because the trade calculator is going to give you some options of like, oh, you want this, this is what you have to get, and then look at those and be like, would I actually give that? Would this player want that? You know, because this is going to be... It, it is totally based on your league. And like we said, like uh, I think one reason that Logan even gave me T. Higgins was because Brees Hall was an Iowa State player. Yeah, that was part of a homer appeal. And I knew, you know, he just had a nose for finding the end zone. And when he was at Iowa State, he had good pass catching ability. And I was like, shit, I need another elite running back. And this is the guy. Yeah, it ended up being really good for both of us. And I think super even originally, because I remember Steven put in the trade calculator (laughs) because he was trying to figure out the values. And it was like super even. And Brees Hall is still, I think at the end of the day, Brees Hall is going to be better than T. Higgins, but that's if he can stay healthy. Yeah. But and I, that's not including 
I think it turns out that it was actually pretty, I think it's more apart. And I was like, oh, well, you should got a second back or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's splitting hairs. That's, uh, yeah. if you wanted Brees Hall and you wanted to get against, who was anyone else to say, like, I'm going to criticize the shit out of people. That includes DeAndre Swift. I'm going to criticize that trade. Yeah. But who am I? It's not my team. Yeah. yeah, and at the end so, of the day, it's still like if that player ends up performing, it was like, well, I guess it was kind of worth yeah. it. Maybe you could have yeah. got him cheaper, but I paid the price for what I wanted. And there have been a lot of trades where at the time people were like, this is so horrible. This is the worst trade I've ever seen. And then a year later, like, oh, wow, I guess good value yeah. out of that, huh? Yeah, so you never know with these trades. You can talk shit all you want, but it could end up like turning it around. I think what we want to say about trade calculators is like, there is some art to just making the trades yourself and using calculators to kind of like just base some value off of it. Like, okay, this is like a general area of like where I want to get, you know, cause I also like when I was new, I didn't want to get screwed. So I was like, okay, like if I want this guy, like, you know, who should I kind of trade or what pick should I trade? And that might not be perfect, but it'll get you kind of close. Start low, go high. Don't start high. Even though sometimes I do that. So I think you offered me like three first Christian McCaffrey, which in a calculator is probably a fair deal. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like for your team, you probably shouldn't do this right now. Yeah. As like a brand new team getting an injury prone sort of player. Uh, and having and nothing else to back them up. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a win now thing. So. I, it's, which you made fun of me forever. Like I did that for you. I, I would have taken that deal for someone else. Yeah. But No, I think about one of I think what you're talking about was the first time I uh, made a trade offer. It was for DJ Moore because I had Sam Darnold and I was so excited about the Panthers. And I, tra- I offered my first, second, and third for DJ Moore. And mm-hmm. you were like, is this a joke? That was your response to me. And you're like, just don't do it. So I'm lucky to have someone in my life that wouldn't actually like screw me over yeah, like that. Cause yeah. I was so new and I was like, you know, I'm sure the trade calculator was like, Oh, this is cool. But then at the yeah. end of the day, I'm learning like how detrimental that is to team building, you know? Cause that would have been, that mean I wouldn't have gotten a Mon Ra, which yeah. I ended up trading mm-hmm. for all those assets. And then you can find some quarterback value and stuff in third, you know, yeah. like I would say one, two and three are the most important picks that you're going to want anything after that is like they're the most surefire yeah you know what you're getting so those are like our big major serious topics so we're gonna end with a little bit of fun and so uh i wanted to ask steven and logan and then i also did this myself we had a little assignment we wanted to go through each of the teams in this league so you know like jake steven me logan uh and kind of give them uh an equivalent of either an nfl player or an nfl team to kind of like just kind of give everyone a good idea of how we view everyone else in the league. So honestly, uh, since Steven just uh, got finished talking, I would love to hear Logan. What do you think? Would you want to go through your list or should we all go through the I, I say let's go players? one, yeah, let's go one player at a time okay. and then we'll kind of each give our comparisons. Gotcha. And so we'll start with Logan. We'll go this way across the couch. All right. Dude, should I start with myself? Like my team? Start or? with, uh, should we do it how we were all we're ranked? ranked? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll start with Steven then. Yeah, okay. Okay, so for Steven's, uh, fancy player that I made the comparison. It's not just because you're a Chiefs fan, but I had to go Patrick Mahomes. You know Steven's elite. You know he's going to be a title, title contender. You know he's putting up points every single week. People are starting Every-year. to get a little annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> he's from the Midwest. Eats his steak with ketchup. I, I don't do that. <laughs> well done steak I with ketchup. <laughs> Disgusting. I think that's a good comparison. One, yeah, because Steven has Patrick Mahomes. But it is, yeah. Steven's team is... It sucks when you get to the point where you're so good that people start rooting against you because you work so hard to achieve greatness, yeah. and now people are actively rooting against you in kind of like a nice I'm turning down trades. I'm giving you guidance. <laughs> I'm giving it the right way. People don't know that. They'll know that now. 
people no, start treating Steven a little nicer. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jake's the one that's brutal. As Behind the scenes, I'm like help put rules together. And yeah. Help, yeah, all of my rules guys are always like, how do we help the, the, the lower teams? And that's what yeah, Patrick yeah. Mahomes is doing on the field. He's throwing you know passes that we've never seen before, and Steven's doing things we've never seen before in Dynasty. He's helping out like Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, yeah, for some money. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. So. Um, I also picked a player for uh, Steven that Steven has. And to me, Steven is uh, Christian McCaffrey. And that's because last year he came off one of his worst injury seasons ever, but is still an elite player. You can never count Steven out. Even if his players are hurt, he's got the depth, and those players are coming back to win it all. And I just love to inflict pain on Iowa. That's That's some college football reference for Yeah, sorry, Iowa fan. It's horrible. Uh, I also have Patrick Mahomes on my list for myself, which is a horrible thing to say. Out there. <laughs> uh, but the reason why is it involves Jake in this comparison as well. It's like I have multiple titles now, yeah. and it could be sustaining. You're like, oh, this guy could keep winning in the future. I might not. Yeah. Things could go horribly wrong. Um, but as of right now, you're like, yeah, maybe. Um, and then can I, can I snake draft this back with Jake? Sure, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, and the reason I did myself with Mahomes is because I give Jake Tom Brady. They're constantly being compared now. They're always shaking hands and uh, Brady's kid. And one is like, like Tom Brady is the dominant brand, multi titles. Uh, everyone says if you rank the greatest of all time in this league, it's Jake. But you're like, that's oh, you get there. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Um, and maybe because I'm a new player, I've always seen Steven as like the the best team. And you're never gonna really say you're the best no, team. It's horrible. Yeah. So Steven's yeah. always over here saying Jake's the best. Oh, watch out for Jake. But you know, Steven's. Like if you ask Patrick Mahomes who the best quarterback of all time is, he's not going to say Patrick Mahomes. That's yeah. true. He's so, going to say Tom Brady. So Even more reason you're Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> okay, so Steven, or sorry, Jake was Brady. And for my Jake comparison, I said, so I did players and teams. I said Jake was the Eagles because he's oh, really... Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> you may hate the Eagles, Jake, but one thing the Eagles do is they just keep finding value wherever, anywhere at all, like and same thing the Eagles got second place too so it kind of fits that too sorry Jake but your team is really good your team is elite and you keep finding all those gems in the draft so that's why I said Jake was the Eagles fly Jake fly baby um I originally wrote down Patrick Mahomes for Jake and I was like well I gotta change it um I I swear I didn't copy but I also said Tom Brady wow we're two for two over yeah right I think even if Jake retired and went into you know a hiatus You'd always have this creeping feeling that Jake could just come back and wreck this <laughs> league again. So yeah, Jake, you're you're touchdown Tom, touchdown Jake of this league. Uh, I went Tom Brady as well. That's great. Um, so I guess I am next here yep, for, yourself, um, yeah, for myself. I know we made the Bills comparison earlier, but I went Josh Allen for myself. Ooh, um, okay. I've been a contender with top notch team. Yeah, right. Over the past few seasons, but I haven't been able to quite. You know, hold up the championship at the end of the year, um, but I feel like I'm right there. And uh, sorry, with Josh Allen. No, I think that's a really good comparison uh, for Logan. Uh, I picked Justin Herbert because he actually has Herbert on his team. And so, looking back at those charts, Logan has one through fifty, like that half his team is at, and the rest is like the lower tier. So I put that uh, he is Herbert because he's top tier, but extremely fragile because Herbert just got off this season of being injured and not being as good as he was the year before, but I still think that Herbert is a league QB that's a little undervalued, so watch out for this guy. I, I try to do I did also had Herbert. I try to do a lot of uh, putting fancy players who are either on or have bid on certain teams. 
uh, for my choices, and Herbert is my pick for Logan as well for the same reason. Like last year, he played through some broken ribs. He's he's still right there. He's uh, like if Herbert went to the Super Bowl, would anyone be like totally stunned? No, I don't no, know. No, no, he's no. got a shot. It's kind of expected. Um, he just has to get through Patrick Mahomes to get there, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a Ooh. tough ask, but it's doable. Like all right. I, I, have, I have stuck behind the top tier dot to dot for now. So <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then Garrett will be next. I have Joe Burrow. Uh, no titles, but he's at Gene. He's pretty good. Uh, I like that. <laughs> there's, there's not a whole ton of reason other than you have Joe Burrow in your team. and uh, I'm currently wearing his jersey. And you're also yeah, stuck right. behind Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. I this was a Carson Palmer jersey, not going. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but also at the same time, you know, Burroughs beat Mahomes a couple times, so yeah. there's a chance. Yeah. There's a chance my team could beat Stevens, likely. I don't know. If I have like a terrible afternoon matchup on, you know, in the playoff, like when the Chiefs and Bengals played the playoffs and the, the Bengals beat the Chiefs, the Chiefs played their worst second half the entire year. Yeah. There was no reason they should have blown that lead. But if we have one of those, <laughs> if we have one of those games where like you know my team just stops scoring all of a sudden. Yeah. 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 If the refs. Finally, stop giving the Chiefs so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then maybe I can win. Um, maybe don't players out of bounds like eight yards. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Brutal penalties, Bengals. What are you doing? Classic Bengals. Yeah, headhunters, baby. Okay, so for myself, um, I went a little diss. You know, I said I was the Dallas Cowboys because mm. I have lots of talent, but I have also the same amount of odds to lose round one. You know, like, we're, we're kind of a fragile team here. Like, if I have a really good week, I can make, uh, you know, I can make it to the championship, but gosh darn it, you know, I can have some injuries get hurt and lose right away. You never know. Okay, I have to ask. Did you have a player comp for you? No, I just put okay. Cowboys. Okay, fair enough. Uh, for you, I said Trevor Lawrence. You're, you're the newbie of the league, but after just a couple of years, you put yourself in position to compete. Yeah, I think you'd look good with long blonde hair. I'm about to get a uh, Trevor Lawrence jersey off that, so I like that. That was good. Thank you, Logan. Yeah. All right, let's snag uh, it back around to Jordan, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Jordan, you're going to absolutely hate this. I said Joe Burrow for Jordan. Oh, come <laughs> oh, on, no. But it's, it's a, disgusting. I know. I it's Jordan a similar so comp, though. But Jordan, the main difference, Jordan has contended for the title. He's made it there. And Jordan has taken the league by storm. And, Yeah. Uh, that was the main comparison, though. I think the, you guys are both in similar positions, and Jordan is just kind of taking that extra step. Yeah, I Jordan just, Burrow. I, yeah. Oh, gross. I just think Jordan is going to flame out of relevance here soon. So <laughs> we'll see what happens there. For uh, That's going to reflect in what I picked for Jordan. I also went with another team. I said Jordan was the Vikings because they think they're really good, but it's all a lie. So that's also a burn to Jordan and Jake, and that's just fun to do on paper. Um, so what happens if the Vikings like make a Super Bowl run this year? Then I just look like a silly goose <laughs> with that. We're going to run this back. Yeah, we'll run this back. We'll play this clip. We'll zoom in on my face and do some crying emojis everywhere. But uh, this – so in all seriousness, I think Jordan has a solid team, which I also think the Vikings do, but I think that they – are lacking some depth and some key pieces to make a big title run. Jordan was pretty lucky and everything kind of lined up for him, but uh, we'll see what happens in the years to come. Go ahead, Steven. Jalen Hurts, a lot of the same reasons. Made to the championship game, didn't quite get there, but uh, a lot of fun. People are now ranking him as the fourth or fifth best quarterback in the league yeah. or best team in the league. Um, and I think he's going to be prominent for a while. I think that's good. We now know that Logan and Steven are much nicer to Jordan than I am. I'm nice to everyone in the league. So far. <laughs> uh, next is STEM, I think. Yes, yes it is. STEM is uh, My STEM comp was 
Oh, Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson? I don't whichever Ooh. rookie quarterback that you like. All right. Because I like some of the pieces there. I, I see some promise with both of those guys, but you gotta get to work. There's some work to do. Uh, lots of potential. I think uh, there could be a run made by either those guys or STEM, and they just need to make the right moves and put the work in, and, and they'll get there. So yeah, I put Bryce Young for STEM, and that's because I think that STEM is talented, but I need a little more proof. You know, yeah. like, until I start believing in STEM, I need to start seeing some consistency. And that's really all there is for that. Go ahead, Logan. All right, so for STEM, I went with Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. Ooh. Still uh-huh. relatively new to the league, but we've seen STEM kind of take that jump that Daniel Jones has where, you know, first couple of years, a little rough, but really looking good going yeah. into the season, just like Danny Dimes took a step up last season. Um, and I think this could be the next year that... Uh, it, going into next year, I think this could be the year that STEM moves into the playoffs. So. Yeah, I think we're all expecting greatness for STEM, but he really needs to show us that greatness. Um, who do we have up next? I don't have my. Uh, we will have. I have. Kyle. Um, okay, Kyle. you have Kyle. I have Matt. We'll just do Kyle. All right. So for Kyle, um, you know, this would have changed year by year. For Kyle this year, I'm going Derek Carr. Always a consistent fantasy player. Uh, Kyle's roster has a lot of new faces. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr's new in town, uh, but he has potential to still make a dark horse playoff run and has those linchpin solid players. Uh, but he could also be in position to make, you know, to have a top draft pick for next year. So I went Derek Carr for Kyle. I think that's pretty good. And that kind of lines up with what I said for Kyle. I did another team comparison. I said Kyle was the Denver Broncos because he has some good pieces, but we just don't know if those pieces are going to fit together. Are they all going to perform at the same time? Will Kyle come in and coach his team up to success? We don't know, but I think there's a lot of upside on Kyle's team, but at the same time, there's an equal amount of chance that it could fall apart. And I, I do not hope that happens, Kyle. Big fan, big fan. I also have Derek Carr. Again, didn't copy notes, but uh, it's a good cop. Uh, Derek Carr, a really good career. Uh, a little underappreciated in times in his career. There's a lot of parts certain games where you're like, man, what if this one game was yeah. a little differently? Yeah. Um, and I do think going in forward this year that uh, you don't know which direction it's going to go. Uh, new environment, Kyle has a new looking team, um, could take off, could come back down. We'll see. Next on this thing is Gabe, who I have as standby. Uh, yeah, Matt Stafford and or the Rams. Yeah. Um, he went all in for that title and then he, he just really fucked his elbow up. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And I, and I think, you know, it's a Hall of Fame career. Great run. Um, got the title. That's what matters. He got the title. He that got he the wanted. money. Got and, the title. And, and who cares what happens after that? Yeah. So I, I think right now it's a little bit of a rebuilding stake for him. But I don't think he would change it because he, he got the dang title. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, people are going to look back and see that Gabe won 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or 2021. 2021. Yeah, yeah, 2021, which is awesome. Because especially in a league where you see, like, Steven and Jake's team, it's like, how the heck right. did Gabe get there? And to win it all, we appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't have Matthew Stafford, but I did have Gabe as the Rams because it just seems so good. You know, <laughs> you won it all, and now you're tanking. So I put ship to sunk. But uh, we, we believe in you, Gabe. You got this. Uh, for Gabe, I went Russell Wilson. Ooh, uh, like long time, and also on his team. Yeah. Uh, long time staple of the league, only a couple of years removed from a title. You know, he's got mm-hmm. solid pieces around him. Will this be his bounce back year? We'll see. 
Game Nation, let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. Uh, ben next. All right, so for Ben, I went Matt Stafford with Ben here. Oh. Uh, just kind of the you know league-long journeyman who's played well in the face of adversity, gone through a couple of rebuild teams. Um, but yeah, I, I really think you know Ben could have a solid year this year. He's got good pieces around him, um, so I went Matt Stafford. I think that's good because, yeah, I think of Ben as like the Stafford-Calvin Johnson combo where they were constantly scoring points but then losing the games. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, Ben. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, we're, you've been saying it the whole time. Like, every time Ben's like, oh, I'm in a rebuild, it's like you're still playing well. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a beautiful, like, comp. Uh, my Ben comp was Justin Fields because I know you got him off the waivers, Ben. Uh, so... <laughs> With picking fields, I put down waiver wire to alpha stud. You know, like, I feel like the same thing Logan said. You're always trying to tank, but for some reason, you just keep landing all the picks, and you're going to perform. People are uh, not respecting your talent, but you're going to come out here and show us what you got, Ben. I think that's... This is apparently the part of the uh, ranking where I started getting salty and tired of riding and grumpy. So just Uh, two players left. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, Ben, I said Lamar Jackson because he's flashy, fun, and doesn't win titles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but Ben has one title. I look back, Ben has won the year. I don't count pre twenty fifteen. Okay, because so, the time before twenty before I show up, I don't care. Okay, <laughs> I know Ben. I think Ben has won it. We will confirm with him or not. Because Jake has like those Green Bay Packers NFL championship titles. Mm-hmm. It's like, eh, do they really count? Yeah, no. no You're funny. playing mailman instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're playing the yeah. Chiefs. Yeah, come on. Um, and then Matt, I have his Jimmy Garoppolo because he's cool, fun, and he backed Jake up to win some titles. Um, <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? He gave Jake the pieces needed to win some titles. I'm just kidding. Jimmy Garoppolo's a cool guy, and Matt's a cool guy. I mean, Jimmy G is hot. Jimmy yeah, G's like... smoking hot. Like, he's the coolest. He should not be He should not be talented being an NFL quarterback. You can't be that good looking and also that talented. Yeah, yeah. he did a great job with the 49ers, and I'm yeah. really curious to see how he does with the Raiders. We'll see. Yeah. Same with you, Matt. I don't know what your team's gonna do, but I'm really curious. I like Jimmy Garoppolo, I like Matt, so. Well, for <laughs> my Matt comparison, I, mean, I don't know if you'll like this, Matt, but I said you were Kenny Pickett because you're undervalued but poised for a breakout. The fact that, according to Steven's list, that you know you were last, I'm not buying it. You made the playoffs last year, and I think you have a solid squad, so uh, is this gonna be year two breakout for Matt Pickett? We'll find out. All right, I like that. I like the, will we find out? Like, you leave me hanging. That's why I'm the host, baby. Uh, For Matt, I went with uh, Jared Goff, another longtime league staple. Matt, Um, Matt has had a couple rough seasons, similar to Jared Goff, uh, but now similarly to the Lions and Goff, has some firepower around him offensively with guys like Etienne and Saquon. I think he's poised to have a good team, uh, but it's really going to be a coin flip. We can see that go either way for the Lions, Jared Goff, as well as Matt's team. So Jared Goff is my cop. I love that. So that was your uh, lead comparison by us three up here on the couch. Now it's time for the very end. We have saved some fantasy football trivia for you, brought to you by Logan. This was a Steven podcast, but we were able to get Logan in, and he's bringing in the fun. Yeah, I had to sneak in my little segment here. Um, And I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of stealing this from Fantasy Pros. Just the the blueprint of it. Um, So there's no question, Steven. I shouldn't say no question, but... We're all expecting Bijan Robinson to be the number one pick. Um, so my, my focus for this one was just rookie running back seasons. Do we think, I mean, like even looking at redraft, where do you think Bijan falls this year? 
in terms of uh, running back rankings. If okay. you guys are just like at the end of the year, I thought you were going to quiz me for like. Oh no, there's still trivia. All, oh, there's still trivia, but okay. I'm just curious before I jump into this. Where do you think Bijan falls? You know, this year in in the running back rankings. You know, you have guys like Tony Pollard or Bijan Robinson for year one. Other cuff, I don't know. Yeah. Um, like, do you think he's top ten? I will say between he'll be an RB1 back end RB1 yeah so top 12 okay that's fair I agree because I've seen redrafts where people are taking him at the 1-7 one 1-8 one yeah, he's going yeah. first round in a lot of drafts yeah which is uh, great and even like, like redraft too especially yeah. it's like and it's very possible he hits those those numbers but they still have Algier they still have Cordell Patterson it's still the, the offense isn't yeah. fantastic the team is going to run a lot but I need to see it first alright so no peaking. I am not peaking. My uh, trivia here is going to be the most PPR points by a rookie running back. Oh, wow. Um, and I've got the top 10 here. <clears throat> if you guys can collectively name, I guess we'll go first one to four. Is that fair? One to in, four? In order? No, you don't have to go in order. If you can just name four of them. Okay. Okay. Uh, Some of these ever? Are, is this like 20 I, years? I don't know. I will say the... Earliest season on here is 2006. Because Saquon had pretty wild first year. Yeah. Um, so just give me definitive answers, though. Okay, okay. Saquon Barkley. Saquon is number one. He had the best rookie uh, fantasy season of all time. Todd With, Gurley was very good. Todd Gurley did not make the top ten. Yeah, really? I don't think he broke, broke out. out. Yeah. All right, never mind. Was one of them, was one of them uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott yeah. is the number two. He was such a yeah. stud, and that's why he's still lingering around. So one to one, one here. Okay. And so we're looking for the top four. Just name, if you, first one to four out of the top oh, ten. Oh, we're competing. Yes. And just going back oh. and forth answering? Okay. Um. Uh, <laughs> so my answer, I guess, I'm going to go with, what if, oh, is Christian McCaffrey your one or your two? What about Christian McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey is not. It's your two, goddammit. Right, but so he is, I would say, at least top 20. So. Okay. So does that mean it's my turn? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles did not make the Dang list. Dang it. Okay. That was just a shot. Oh man, Jake's watching this. He knows all the answers. Like has like an encyclopedia of old, <laughs> old running, or old football knowledge. There are a couple surprising names on here, but I'd say most of these guys, if you think about you know earlier in their yeah. careers. Um. Trent Richardson. I want to give it to you because Trent Richardson was at number 11. Ah, that that's count. all right. doesn't count. He's off. I'm going to say Adrian Peterson. AP was like 14. Dang it. Dang, this is twice as hard. This, this is, is maybe we'll go. We'll go first to three. So we have Saquon Barkley was number one. Zeke was number two. Can't we get number <laughs> Yeah, we, we nailed those uh, first two. Feel free to rapid fire at this point. Okay, yeah, just toss it out if you got something. LT? LT is not on the list. LaDainian Tomlinson was what I was <laughs> Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor was number 12. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, wait, yeah, who do, we, who do we actively have on our roster? Is Nick Chubb on that? Nick Chubb is not on this. What the? There is, let me look here and see if I can see active players. They had to catch a lot of passes, I guess. It's full PPR, it's a little different. Than oh, there are uh, three more active players wow. on this list. I mean, shelf life of running back is pretty short, so. Oh, Henry? Derrick Henry is not a He wasn't good the first couple of yeah, years. Yeah, he right, played he behind DeMarco Murray. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it. Because um, this is just a rookie season. Shoot. Miles Sanders. 
Miles Sanders did not make the list. Oh, a lot of hype, but no. There's follow up. There's especially one name on here. I think that you guys will pick up here. He's come up in this uh, discussion quite a few times. Great. <laughs> He's not coming up with this. Is he on one of our teams? Of one of ours? No. Yeah. Okay. Helps a little bit. There's another guy on this list who is on one of our teams. Oh. Eckler, Ramondre, Brisson, Brees wasn't that good. Now he got hurt. Uh, JT was on the list. Mixon. Joe Mixon's not on the list. This is hard. Yeah, <laughs> this is really hard. I thought you guys were gonna crush. We have to like cut this. So I think it's it's the, no, we're keeping this. Oh shit. Um, give some teams. Oh, all right. We've got two players from the New Orleans Saints. Kamara. Kamara. Ingram. What? Mark Ingram. No. 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 Who's the other Saint? Reggie Bush? It was Reggie Bush. Oh, oh I was thinking that. I was thinking that. <laughs> All right. Two to two here. The other active players' rookie seasons were 2017 and 2021. He had a very elite season and then got in some trouble and was released from the team or traded. Oh, Cream Hunt. It was Cream Hunt. Mm. Oh. Whose team is Cream Hunt on? Yours? He was on, yeah. He's on. And then yeah, he was on too. the Chiefs. That's okay. When I said Jamal Charles, I was wow. like, and he yeah. actually led the league in rushing. I, I don't know if it was yeah. his rookie or his second year, but I should not forget about Cream Hunt. But the other guy was Najee Harris. Oh, oh yeah. he had such a great so year. Top ten: Saquon Barkley, Zeke, Alvin Kamara, Doug Martin, oh, Matt, Matt Forte, Najee Harris, Cream Hunt, Maurice Jones, Drew. <laughs> then the most surprising on the list: Steve Slayton. I thought it was going to be trivia, like. Which person in our league drafted this player in this year? Oh, I might have to save that for next time, though. For future podcasts, we'll have a different trivia format for you. <laughs>